Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Friday, February 25th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. everyone. Welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bulcher. And I'm Brett Goodman. We come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Happy Friday. I know you have tuned in just for our ridiculous fun question and a little bit of Bible. You will not be disappointed. But first, let's begin with prayer. Let us pray. Lord God, we thank you that you take pleasure in your people, that you give us hope because of your love that we can sing to you with thanksgiving because we have much to be thankful for. We pray that in the reading of your word, we would grow closer to you. We pray this all in your name. Amen. Amen. Listen again to the words from John 7, verses 37 through 52. On the last day of the festival, the great day, while Jesus was standing there, he cried out, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me. And let the one who believes in me drink. As the scripture has said, out of the believer's heart shall flow rivers of living water. Now he said this about the spirit, which believers in him were to receive. For as yet there was no spirit, because Jesus was not yet glorified. When they heard these words, some in the crowd said, this is really the prophet. Others said, this is the Messiah. But some asked, surely the Messiah does not come from Galilee, does he? He has not, has not the scripture said that the Messiah is descended from David and comes from Bethlehem, the village where David lived? So there was a division in the crowd because of him. Some of them wanted to arrest him, but no one laid hands on him. Then the temple police went back to the chief priests and Pharisees who asked them, Why did you not arrest him? The police answered, Never has anyone spoken like this. Then the Pharisees replied, Surely you have not been deceived too, have you? Has any one of the authorities or of the Pharisees believed in him? But this crowd, which does not know the law, they are accursed. Nicodemus, who had gone to Jesus before and who was one of them, asked, Our law does not judge people without first giving them a hearing to find out what they are doing, does it? They replied, Surely you are not also from Galilee, are you? Search, and you will see that no prophet is to arise from Galilee. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Tara, for our Friday fun question, what was the first movie you can remember seeing in theaters? <laughs> um, so in 1976, when I was four years old, I have a memory of being in a theater and it's King Kong that they re-released that year uh, or remade. Yeah. And the part I remembered is King Kong taking a giant snake and ripping it apart by the jaws. And my parents, like, picking me up and taking me right on out of there. 
<laughs> but I, what I, it's funny what you remember. Right? I remember being in my dad's arms and looking like we're walking, obviously, out of the movie theater. But I'm looking over his shoulder and watching like, this happen. What else is going to happen uh-huh. to this snake? <laughs> and I don't remember being afraid, but that's the first time I remember being in a movie. What about you? Man, that's a good one. Uh, After that was probably the Muppet movie. <laughs> that's a great one. So great. That's such a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I like hesitate to say mine because I feel like many of our listeners are like, oh, I took my grandkids to see that movie. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I already uh, let loose with my advanced age. That's true. So, that's um, true. That's true. Uh, probably the first one I remember, which I th- believe came out in 98, so I would have been six, um, was... Hercules, um, the Disney's version of Hercules, which is Never still seen it. what I've hardly seen any Disney movies except for when the girls were no little. No wonder you're so jaded, Tara. You haven't <laughs> seen any Disney movies. Now we know what's uh, now wrong we with know. me. <laughs> Hercules, still prob- probably because it's one I remember seeing in theaters. Still probably my favorite Disney movie. Fantastic soundtrack. Oh, it's so just- funny. Just lovely. Just That's lovely. That's awesome. And this show brought to you by Disney. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> Be waiting for that check to come in. <laughs> but to our scripture, in this passage, we see people trying to make meaning of who Jesus is. What are some of the things they say and what can we learn from them or their interactions with each other? So the first interaction we have after Jesus tells them about out of the hearts of the believer will flow living water is we have some in the crowd who are saying this is a prophet. And then I imagine a few others are saying, nope, this is the Messiah. And then the conversation becomes, well, our scripture tells us about the Messiah and he doesn't fit that description. Hmm. Um, So there's this division in the crowd. But what I find so very interesting, and I think it's interesting because in some ways it um, parallels my own experience of coming to faith, is the police who are told to go and arrest him. And they don't do it. And they say, why? And they say, we've never heard anyone speak like this. Never has anyone spoken like this. And my coming to faith was this utter conviction that I am loved and that really everything, the best things that I know about love come from, from Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just think that's so interesting. And then the Pharisees response is always, I mean, how can you be deceived? None of us have believed in <laughs> yeah. it, right? The authorities, the authorities yeah. haven't believed. How can you? Yeah. Um, so those are just some of my initial thoughts. And then we have good old Nicodemus. Doing his best. Who defends Jesus, but at the same time can never really make that commitment to who he is. The Pharisees seem super petty in this passage. Yes. <laughs> both, both in, as, as, as you said, the response to the police and also the response even to Nicodemus. Surely you're not also from Galilee, are you? You want to you want to throw your hat in the ring with this guy? With Galilean. Like, oh, I mean, no. the irony is, though, in that uh, birth narrative, right? Mm-hmm. We have Jesus moving... Um, from Nazareth. Uh-huh. Uh, so anyway, yep. it is exactly what it says. But, you know, what's at stake for the Pharisees is power. Yeah. They have finally overtaken the Sadducees as the leaders. Now, would why would they possibly want to give up that position to some rabble rouser mm-hmm. from Galilee? Absolutely. I, you know, I in classic perfect John irony, you know, we have people arguing that this is 
the prophet and others saying that this is the Messiah. And it's very clear throughout the Gospel of John that Jesus is the prophet, priest, king. Uh, yes. you know, that he, he is all the above. He is the prophet and he is the Messiah. Uh, and it's it's just like when I read scripture and I'm like, ah, oh, man, humans are the same. And, uh, you and know, all time and places, at totally. All time and places of, of we're still trying to ascribe one aspect to Jesus or we're trying to put uh, Jesus in a very specific box. I do this uh, of, of what makes me most comfortable uh, and I'll argue with people about it and then completely miss what they might have to offer. Um, and so, yeah, it's just, it's funny. They just, I see so many, I just, every single person who's in this story and they all kind of stink. I'm like, ah, oh, man, I see this person in me. Yeah. <laughs> every single one of them. <laughs> it's humanity, right? right? And I also, I just, I feel like, you know, the crowd's like, who is this guy? Prophet, Messiah, whatever. But then the police are like, we've never heard words like this. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, my grandparents um, were uneducated and were a part of a, like, mountain missionary Baptist church. Um, And for a long time in my life, I think I would have had a hard time considering myself a Christian. I know I did. But at the same time, those were the people who had lived out what love and charity and goodness look like to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And it feels a little bit like that. You know, Mm. you can call Jesus whatever you want, but you'll start to have faith when you realize um, it's that to whom shall we go, Lord? You alone have the words of eternal life. And and just the, um, you know, the crowd... Is seems to at least catch a glimpse of Jesus, you know, yeah. <laughs> the, that they're offering, you know, maybe he's the Messiah, maybe he's the prophet, and and the Pharisees' contempt of that of of they are accursed. Uh-huh. Um, uh, wow. That, that they, they don't know the they don't know the law. They don't they don't know. Uh, they're ignorant. They're ignorant. That's uh, what they're saying, which is I think how a lot of people have viewed Christians. How a lot of people have viewed Christians and how. Christians have viewed other people, <laughs> you know. Yes, I'm not, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, no, no totally. Uh, that that um, to you know, we're constantly trying to put down this other people group and lift ourselves up uh, when there's an invitation uh, for revelation to happen in an amidst people who have less education than you and those who have more education than you. And I need to be reminded of that on the daily. My grandfather used to say, and I'm not endorsing every bit of this, <laughs> but uh, he would say, you cannot be too dumb to not understand the love of Christ. But sometimes you might be too smart. <laughs> that you get too caught up yeah. in thinking about the nuances and the titles and the what does it all mean instead of hearing those words of eternal life. Mm. With that, I will leave you with a quote from Friedrich Buechner. Turn around and believe that the good news that we are loved is better than we ever dared hope. And that to believe in that good news, to live out of it and toward it, to be in love with that good news is of all glad things in this world, the gladdest thing of all. Amen and come, Lord Jesus. Hmm. Thank you all for being with us. We hope you have a wonderful and safe weekend. We'll be back again on Monday. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, 
to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen. Amen.